everybody. Welcome to Life Awakening. Let's talk about it. I am your hostess with the mostest, Coach Callie Tammy, out here in beautiful San Diego, California. It is Sunday evening, December 2nd. Uh, I am just happy to be here right now. I am actually really happy that I even have a voice after watching the SEC championship game yesterday. So um, I'm a big Alabama fan. I think I mentioned that in one of my other podcasts. I'm super excited about the huge win over Georgia yesterday uh, and shout out to all my Georgia fan friends man like you guys played a kick-ass game I just want to say that first and foremost you had you I definitely did not want to play you guys anymore this year like that was one of the most nerve-wracking games uh, that I think I have ever experienced um, you guys definitely uh, earned a lot of respect from a lot of people and uh, you know hats off to you. You have nothing to be ashamed of and and nothing to be sorry about. Uh, That game could have easily went the other way. And, uh, you know, I just appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, I know what it's like to be a diehard fan and it not come out on the winning side. So um, love you guys a lot. So let's get on with today's podcast. Today, what I want to talk about are the F words. I said words, plural. (laughs) I'm going to I'm going to touch on several of them today, and uh, I think I'm going to do some follow-up podcasts on on one of them because it deserves a podcast all on its own, but I am definitely going to touch on it today. Um, So the F words are fear, faith, and forgiveness. And then, you know, of course, there's everybody's uh, favorite F word as in uh, we don't give two Fs about anything. So if you have children in the car, I'm not going to promise that this is going to be a completely clean podcast. So you might want to hit pause before I get too deep into this and uh, come back and check this out. Because uh, once I set, once my passion gets going and I get talking, man, whatever comes out is just whatever comes out. So um, there is going to be a, uh, a language warning in this. I'm going to go ahead and preface <laughs> the beginning of this by saying that. Uh, and there's the frog in the throat. So <clears throat> what I want to start with is, and I, I'm sure you're wondering why I think fear is a prevalent word in our, in our vocabulary, and it has something to do with your personal growth, all right? So fear is a part of our life. Fear and faith both, actually fear, faith, and forgiveness, all three of those, require you to believe in something without ever seeing it. Think about that. All three of those words require you to believe in something that you can't see, feel, taste, touch. So I want to start with fear because to me, fear has a couple of different meanings. Face everything and rise or fear everything and run. Um, I can tell you from personal experience when I was in the shadows and the dark places as a kid, um, even as a young adult, you know, back in 2009 when I was in the darkest part of my depression, fear ran my life. It was a, I don't want to say that I I ran a lot because that really wasn't my nature, but I let my decisions be ruled by fear, which is not a good way to live. Um, You end up running down a lot of paths that take you down to places that you probably would not rather go and probably don't enjoy so much. Uh, by making decisions and choices based off fear. Uh, Society, the media, puts a lot of fear-based stuff out there 
to try and get you to buy things or they try to sway the opinion of the majority, especially during voter voting season. Um, you have to do your homework. You know what I mean? Be grounded in your faith, the other F word, um, that you have a right to stand in your power and make a decision. There's power in decision. And I've said that in every one of my podcasts, I believe. So fear also is the only thing that is like true fear. True fear is when you're in an imminent danger. That is true fear. I think Will, Will Smith did a Facebook live. I don't know if he did a live, but he posted up a video talking about, um, or actually he was being interviewed and he was talking about jumping out of an airplane. Uh, yeah, I think he was out with some friends and they were, uh, at a bachelor party and they were all drinking and said they were all going to go, um, jumping out of an airplane and, and, uh, the next day while they were in Vegas. So he woke up the next day and he was terrified. Did we really say that? Are we really going to do it? Does anybody remember, you know? So, and, and he, this really drove this home for me and I kind of already had this kind of mindset, but he just really put a lot of, um, a lot of confirmation for me behind it. If you I don't want to say this. I want to make sure that it comes out right. True fear when you are in danger is fight, fight or flight. Okay? Are you going to run? Or are you going to stand and fight? Okay? If you're in imminent danger and you don't see any other way out but going through it, or dying? Are you going to try or die trying? That's my that's my philosophy. I don't. I, I I'm not going to run. I'm not going to run. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to fight. Now, if the other thing that fear does for me, when I fear and excitement. Fear and excitement are real close in the feeling. Okay, sometimes that feeling that you feel and you're taking it as fear, maybe, just maybe, it's just a touch of fear and a lot more of it, a, a, a lot more excitement, but you're more familiar with fear. So that is the signal that you're getting. Fear for me is a way, it's, it's kind of like my, my intuition letting me know, hey, this is going to make you uncomfortable, but we're doing this. This is going to make you uncomfortable. This is might even challenge you a little bit, going to push you outside your comfort zone a little bit, but we're doing this. So suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> I like that feeling. I don't think you know, since I've come out of the dark places, and I've done so much personal development and, and I am where I am right now. I don't think that I actually gauge that as fear anymore. I, I think I really look at it as uh, excitement for myself. And you all have to determine for you what that is for you. But when you get that feeling, that fearish excitement, make a decision. Like if you got to ask a question, okay, why am I feeling this? 
Maybe it's because you're thinking about a change because change tends to be super fearful for a lot of people. So let me, let me help you out on the change thing too while, while I'm bringing it up. If change is the only thing constant in this world, if you're fearful of change, babe, it's going to be a long, long, long road for you. It's going to be a long, hard life. Like, I don't want that for you. I mean, if you think about it, tick, 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 tick. That's the seconds ticking off the clock. Tick, 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 tick. Every second is change. Every minute that clicks off the clock is something changing. There's no two minutes on this in your life that are the same. There's no two seconds in your life that is the same. So that fear of change is a false reality. And if there's anything I could encourage you to do would be to embrace change and take more risks. It, look at that as an excitement for growth. Because when you're growing, oh my God, the places that you will go, the things that you'll experience. I mean, life is meant to be lived. It's not meant to live on the damn sidelines and watch everybody else do, do amazing things and chase goals and live dreams and travel around the world and um, create great human beings and send them off into the world. I'm talking about our kids and our grandkids. Like that's not for everybody else. That's for you too. Like for those of you that are parents out there that's listening to this, you can't tell me that you had two exact names, two exact kids that are exactly like, you can't tell me, I mean, you might have identical twins. They look alike, but they have two very different personalities. You, they act different. You raise them different. You treat them different. You dress them different. They poop different. <laughs> they talk different. They think different. So your life every day is a moving change. Maybe your fear of change is really just the fear of big changes. Fear of the unknown. You are the creator of your reality. Every moment that goes by of every day, you created that. By your thoughts. Everything, just like I said in the last podcast, everything that you do, every who you're married to, the job that you have, the car that you drive, the house that you live in, the city that you live in, the things that you like to do for fun or not. All of those are based off how you think. Your thought processes. Everything that you have created in your life started with a thought. You are where you are because of how you think. And if you are where you are because of how you think, if you think about what you think about, you can change your current circumstances and situations to create a life that is simply amazing. It takes a little practice. It takes a little focus. There's another F word. takes a little time and takes a little consistency. But with focus, you can change that fear everything and run that fight or flight mechanism you got 
to face everything and rise. Faith plays a big part. It is the sister of fear. So when that fear comes up and you make a decision, you've got to have the faith to know that it's going to work out exactly as it's supposed to for your benefit and better than you could ever imagine. For those of you that are, that are Christians or God followers, Jesus followers, um, you know, whatever your faith or your religion is, all of them require you to believe in something unseen. God, higher power, inner being, source, whatever you call it, in whatever religion it is that you, you choose or not, you have faith knowing that something created this universe and created you, created me, created us, created these amazing bodies. And for women, we get to birth, we get to birth children out of these amazing bodies. We get to create little, little humans that we're sending off into the world to raise and to make this world a better place. We didn't just poof out of thin air. We were created by a higher power. Okay? That's my belief. That is my faith in something unseen. So when that fear comes up, and you make the decision, you know what? I feel uncomfortable, but I'm going to embrace this fear because I know everything I want is on the other side of my fear. Everything that I want is on the other side of my fear. Have you seen those little memes where it's got two people digging in the tunnel and one of them keeps digging and the other one is like three foot from the big diamond mine and he gives up and walks away because he's tired of digging. He doesn't have any more faith that he's going to reach his destination. But the other one's still digging and he hits his destination. And I talked about in the last podcast, you got to have a destination in order to have some direction. Okay, so when the fear comes up because you've chosen a new direction, you've got faith that with a little focus, you can get to that pin that you dropped on your Google Maps of life. How amazing would it be if you purposefully orchestrated your destination, followed the directions, punched fear in the face, used a little focus, believed in your faith, and was able to say, F anybody that doesn't believe in me. There's another F word. I'm trying really hard not to throw that F word around. <laughs> I'm not sure that I'm going to make it through the whole podcast, though, because that is like one of my favorite F words. That F word is there. There's a book that's called Subtle Art. Here we go. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. 
that is one of the best books on the face of the planet. We all, myself included, for a really, really long time, actually the majority of my life up until about 44, 45 years old, I'm 51 now, probably up, yeah, 43, 44-ish, I was this huge people pleaser. I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be loved. I wanted to be loved so freaking desperately. I wanted to feel like I was lovable. I wanted to believe that somebody wanted to love me. But I also had this subconscious belief planted in my head from all the childhood sexual abuse that I suffered at the hands of my own parents, both of them, my mother and my father, and my stepdad who raped me at 13 and my other stepdad who wanted to get in my pants at 16 and all the other people that had sexually molested me as I was a young child, I had the subconscious belief that sex was love. That I was totally unaware of, consciously, that that's what I believed. So, as a young adult, each of those relationships that I went into, they all started with sex. If you had sex with me, then you loved me. That is an asinine way to think and an asinine way to start a relationship. Needless to say, none of those relationships worked at all. But the win that I got out of that is each one of those relationships, I learned a lot about me. I learned a lot about what I liked in a man and didn't, even though I had a jacked up way of thinking about relationships at that time in my life. I learned, you know, do I like them tall? Do I like them short? Do I like them thicker? Do I like them thin? Do I want them working out in the gym? Do, you know, and as I grew as a person, as I started letting go of those limiting beliefs, as I started peeling back the onion of all the hurt I had suffered and all the pain that I had held onto and buried in my heart for so long. The type of men that I started wanting in my life and started manifesting in my life, started attracting into my life, changed dramatically. I was no longer attracting the guys that wanted to lie and cheat and misuse my love and my intention and my affection and I didn't have to buy their attention. I didn't have to buy them things to make them come hang out with me or spend time with me or tell me that they love me. Because that's what I thought for a really long time. That's what I did. And it worked until they got bored. And so I, I, I created a lot of heartache and hurt in my life not thinking about what I think about <laughs> by not being mindful 
of what was going on in my life. Not like you can't measure what you don't track. And in all of those relationships, I was the common denominator. It was me that was attracting all of this. It was me that created all of this. Now we're in a co-created universe. Like, you know, they had to be a vibrational match for me. And they were. Like, I don't, I can't blame them because I created it. Now, do I believe that they misused my love and affection and my heart at that point in time in life? Absolutely. Do I, did I let them off the hook? It took a while. And I won't say that I let them off the hook. I, I, I use the other F word, forgiveness. I had to learn the art of forgiveness. And yes, it is an art. F is, this is the other F word, forgiveness. And this one is probably the most powerful of them all. It is the most prevalent for you to move forward. There's another F word. <laughs> move forward in your life and make a difference in your life and everyone else's life around you. In order for me to change the type of relationships that I was having, I had to change. I had to grow. I had to find a way to make me a better person. The only way to make me a better person was to quit beating myself up, ergo forgiveness, for the bad choices I made in men. They didn't make me do anything. I said, okay. They didn't ask me to buy them things. I, I did it on my own. They didn't ask me for sex. I freely gave it. And when I quit giving it, they went away. So I would give it again to get them back. And it was this yo-yo relationship, which sucked and it hurt and it shattered me. And it took me years to get over that. I don't want anybody to have to go through that. That's why this podcast is so freaking important. Another F word. <laughs> forgiveness is a decision. So the other thing I want you guys to understand. Forgiveness is a decision. It's not an emotion. Unforgiveness causes emotions. Unforgiveness will cause emotions that will hold you back in all of your relationships and in your life in ways that you can't even comprehend right now. Unforgiveness causes anger, bitterness, guilt, hatred, resentment. It can cause depression, frustration, uh, it make you feel like you're being taken for granted. Being blah, 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 blah. You try this one more time. It will make you feel as though you have been taken for granted. You'll feel, you may feel abandoned. Definitely feel betrayed. You may feel lost. You may feel like your love has been unreceived. And what that means is that you're giving love and it's not being accepted by the person that you're giving it to. It's not being uh, reciprocated back to you. 
You may feel like, yeah, definitely heartache would be in there. You may feel like a failure, may feel helpless or hopeless, like you have lack of, lack of control, low self-esteem, uh, may feel shame, unworthy, worthlessness, jealousy, humiliation, a lot of overwhelm, a lot of blaming comes from unforgiveness, dread, fear. All of those are, are emotions that unforgiveness can cause. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, they don't deserve my forgiveness. Maybe not. I can tell you that I, didn't, I did not believe that my mom nor my, my biological father, and I, I say my biological father because he was never in my life after, um, after my grandmother passed away uh, when I was like six and a half, seven years old. And that's when, when he left our life, the, the, sexual, the childhood sexual abuse stopped with my mom and him. Um, and there's another whole story back behind all of that. But, uh, and that'll be for another podcast. That's a podcast by itself. <laughs> um, but, you know, when I, and I blacked out all, the, all that early childhood sexual abuse uh, up until I was like six years old, seven years old, something like that. I think my grandmother passed away when I was seven. Um, and so I, it stopped the year before she passed away. I blacked all of that out until my children were two and a half and three years old. That's the same age that it started with me. And when I confronted my mom about it, she admitted, she admitted all of it because I gave her very graphic detail of every one of those instances that I remember. And her exact words were, yes, yes, Tammy, I did that, okay? I'm a different person now, so it doesn't matter. How the hell that she thought that it didn't matter, but to me at that moment in time, it did matter. And I called her everything but a child of God. I used the F word a lot when I was talking to her. Forgiveness for her took me a couple of years to even start the forgiveness process. To even start the forgiveness process. I kept having this overwhelming ringing in my head. If you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. If you don't forgive, it won't be, you won't be forgiven. I know that's in the Bible. Back then, I called myself a Christian. I'd said the prayer, I don't know how many times, went to church with different people, and I would say the prayer, and I'd get a Bible, and I'd get a pat on the back and say, oh, congratulations, like I'd won some kind of prize. I didn't know what that prize was. Nobody took the time to explain to me or tell me what being a Christian was all about. So I didn't know anything. Not for real. My brother-in-law at the time was a pastor. We were going to his church. And so I reached out to him and told him, you know, what was going on. I didn't tell my, my kid's dad, my husband at the time, that I'd even reached out to him. I, I did this in, in confidence because my husband was definitely against me having any kind of contact with my mom at all. But the nightmares were back. And, you know, I just wanted it all to end. Um, I wanted the nightmares to stop. I wanted some peace. I wanted some sleep. I wanted some rest. And I, I had no idea how to get that. Um, I didn't have strong female friends in my life at that time. I did not have strong faith-based people in my life at that time. I didn't, uh, I didn't have a, a, a circle of influence at all. 
so to speak. Not what I call a circle of influence now. Not enough people that I trusted, wanted to talk with, that was open to hearing my story. Hell, I mean, I wasn't sure that I believed my story, even though my mom told me all of it was true. You know, um, but I talked to him and he, he had to explain to me that, yes, it was in the Bible, showed me where it was. And he was like, the one thing that people forget or don't know or don't understand or choose not to choose not to hear is that forgiveness is not letting the other person off the hook. Number one. Forgiveness is not even for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. Holding on to unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Holding on to unforgiveness is like holding hot coals in your hand and expecting the other person to burn. Ninety percent of the time, maybe even a little higher, I'm just throwing a number out there for me, I will say 90 to 95% of the pain and hurt that I experienced at the hands of other people, those people don't care, don't, didn't even remember or think about or care that they hurt me. They didn't care that I was still hurting. They didn't care that I was still angry. They didn't care that I would cry myself to sleep at night thinking about the things that they did to hurt me or made me feel bad or the things that they said to hurt me or make me feel bad. I gave them my power by allowing them to make me feel that way. And every time I felt that way by thinking about them, they won. So holding on to that unforgiveness, I made me miserable. I was angry because I didn't want to forgive them. I was angry because I wanted to keep thinking about it. I was angry because I kept looking in the past. I was angry. I was hurt. I was bitter. I was blaming everybody else for my situation, circumstance, and my feelings, and my hurt, and my heartache. But the only one responsible for those things is me. Holding on to that unforgiveness broke me. Is forgiving easy? Absolutely not. Is it worth it? Unequivocally, without a doubt, 100%, absolutely, yes. Is there a way to make it easier? Yes. Can it happen overnight? Eh. Depending on the person and how advanced you are in your, your personal development and how ready you are to heal will determine how quickly this can happen for you. Um, forgiveness takes focus, that other F word. Forgiveness takes faith, that other F word. Forgiveness takes strength in order to punch your fear in the face and say, you know what? I'm not going to take it anymore. 
I'm tired of the hurt. I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm tired of the pain. I'm tired of the heartache. And I want some freedom. There's another F word. And the only way to get that is to get it yourself. Nobody is responsible for setting you free but you. You're so free, you can choose bondage. And by bondage, I mean holding on to unforgiveness. I want you guys to get this so, 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 so bad. Because I know if you can grasp these concepts, it will change your life forever. Change your life forever in ways that I can't even... Actually, you know what? I can give you an idea. 2009, nine years ago. I'm almost coming up on that date. I got a couple more weeks here and it'll be the anniversary, nine-year anniversary of when I had a bottle of sleeping pills sitting on the nightstand with a glass of water looking at it, arguing with myself whether or not I was going to take that damn bottle of sleeping pills and just go to sleep forever because I got tired of listening to all the voices in my head telling me what a horrible mother and person and a lover and a woman uh, and a mate that I was and that nobody cared if I lived or died. Thank God Jay called me that day and talked me out of something that he had no idea was going to happen because I didn't tell anybody. Nobody knew how bad I was because I put on that fake, there's another F word for you, fake happy face for everybody to see like I was okay. And I wasn't. Every day when I walked out, I had on this fake smile, praying that nobody would look me in the eyes and see the hurt and the pain and the suffering that I was feeling on the inside. And I'm here to tell you that if you feel that way now, if you're in that depression or have some states of depression and frustration or anger, you can beat it. I promise you, you can beat it. What I want you to know is it starts with forgiveness. Number one, you got to forgive yourself. Because we are our own worst critic. Women especially. I can't speak for men. I'm not a man. I can't. I don't know how they think on the regular. I'll tell you what I hear from my, from my male clients. But for my women, I am a woman. And I can tell you that as a personal trainer, as a woman, as a mother, as a wife, as a girlfriend... I am my own worst critic. I can look in the mirror and I can pick myself apart at any given time. My hair, my makeup, the wrinkles around my eyes. If I have a love handle hanging out over my jeans, the cellulite on the back of my thighs. My clothes don't fit just right. My lipstick doesn't look right. It makes my face look this. It makes my face look that. I I can go to town on the things that I don't like on any given day. And I did that every day, year after year after year after year. And it almost took my life. When I was, after I had moved to Atlanta, I got back in church. I'd rededicated my life. 
But this time I was smart about it. I told the pastor, like, you're not going to tell me that I'm a Christian and that I've rededicated and I don't get a mentor, somebody that knows how to pray, somebody that knows how to teach me what being a Christian really is about, how to make me a better person, because I've been in a place where I didn't like me very much. I still wasn't financially stable. I was a brand new personal trainer, had a few clients, but I really wasn't making enough money to survive. And I didn't want to go back into the dark world of dancing like where I was. I needed to know how to change from the inside. I needed to feel that love that the Bible promised on the inside of those pages. And I didn't know how to do that. So he put me with this mentor. Her name was Michelle. She was great. And she came over to the house and we were studying, doing a Bible study one day and we were talking about forgiveness. And in talking about that forgiveness, she was like, well, have you forgiven your mom? And I was like, yeah, I forgave her a long time ago. I was like, we still have an on again, off again relationship, but you know, it is what it is. She's a, she's a drug addict. And when she's on her drugs, we don't talk. And when she's sober, we're, we have our best friend moments it is what it is. Do you forgive all the other people that hurt you and sexually abused you? Absolutely. I've learned to forgive everybody fast. I learned when I went through all of that and had all those memories come back up that, you know, I had to forgive in order to be forgiven. And so I learned to let go of stuff really early. You know, sometimes I just had to keep saying it until I believed it. That fake it till you make it kind of stuff. I don't have to fake it till I make it anymore. And there's a way for you to not fake it till you make it. I said, I'm going to do a whole podcast on just forgiveness. And I think that's going to be the follow-up to this one. But um, the forgiveness part, she asked me, she was like, well, do you know, do you, you do know that God's forgiven you? I said, absolutely. I wouldn't be in this apartment. Wouldn't be here living and breathing today if he had not. I can promise you that because at that time I was $5,000 in back rent and I had not been evicted, never even got an eviction notice. My power, my water, my gas, my phone, all of that was still on. I got to work every day. I had food on the table, clothes on my back, shoes on my feet. I made it to church every day. I mean, every week. And so I knew that I was protected. I knew that I had a blessing on me. To get me from point A to point B, even though I didn't know the direction I was going, I didn't know how, I didn't know the how of any of it, to be honest. But then she asked me, have you forgiven yourself? When I tell you the floodgates open and it was buckets of tears, you'd have thought Niagara Falls had just come out of my eyes. I had not forgiven myself. I hadn't even thought about forgiving myself. I didn't even, I, that never even crossed my mind as something that needed to happen. But I will tell you that when I did it, that was one of the most freeing days I experienced in my life. One of the most freeing days I experienced in my whole entire life was the day that I forgave myself. 
freaked her, <laughs> freaked poor Michelle, <laughs> freaked her out that I just started bawling <laughs> right there, crying, sobbing, like, I mean, that good cried. Like, ladies, you know what I'm talking about. When you're crying, you got snot running out your nose, you can't breathe, and that's like, <gasps> that, that kind of cry. That's what it was. It was just, it was, I could look back now, and it was funny, even though it wasn't funny then. <laughs> and when she left, and this was before I read, I even knew or practiced mirror work, but I went and I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, Tammy, I love you and I forgive you for all the stupid, asinine, fucking bad decisions that you've ever made that took you down those dark roads. I forgive you for all, for thinking about taking a whole bottle of sleeping pills. I forgive you for almost taking your life. I forgive you for making all the bad relationship decisions. You are human. And you did the best you could do with what you knew at the time. And you're going to be okay. And we're going to do this together. And I'm going to love you unconditionally from here on out. And I'm going to love you through it. That was the most freeing day of my life. I hope with everything that's within me that this, that this whole podcast touches you in a way that you know you have the power to change your life with changing a simple, a couple of simple decisions, using your faith to conquer your fear, using a little bit of focus to find your forgiveness in order to experience your freedom from all the chains that have bound you for so very long. I know that you can do it. It'll take a little practice. It'll take a little focus. It'll take a little time. And I know I said, is there an easy way to do this? The easiest baby steps that I can give you right now is don't start with the big things that you need to forgive. Okay? Starting with the big things is going to be too hard. It really is. Um, you'll come up with too many reasons and you're... The, your your logical mind will say, fuck you, they don't deserve it. Okay? You got to quit caring, number one, what your logical mind thinks because it's stupid. Kidding, not kidding. You have to quit caring what other people think, number one. Other people's opinion of you and your life and what you're doing is none of your business. They're not walking your path. They're not walking your journey. They're not wearing your shoes. They don't have your dreams. They don't have your vision. They have no idea how you feel or what you're going through. And until they can walk a mile in their shoes, their opinion of you matters not. Outside the fact... Unless they are somebody that you would trade paces with in their life, 
financially, physically, emotionally, spiritually, socially, professionally, and with their relationships, you probably shouldn't be caring what they think or taking any advice from them anyway. I'm just saying. Unless they rank a 10 in all of those areas of life that you want to and you want to aspire to be like them, their opinion of what you're doing and what you're going through and, and the choices and decisions that you make are none of your business. And you can tell them, I don't give a fuck. Keep your opinions to yourself. You're going to weed out a whole lot of friends that don't, that call themselves your friends that are really not your friends when you do that. Those are the friends that are in the boat when you ain't looking that are, that are drilling holes in it instead of paddling with you. So, <laughs> I tell you, I get passionate about some forgiveness, guys. Like, I, I, I love, 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 love this podcast. I love talking about your faith and your focus and your forgiveness and punching fear in the face, man. It's what gives me life. And I want to breathe some of that life into each and every one of you. So when you're, when you're, when you first start doing this forgiveness exercise, start with something simple. You know what I mean? Like if the barista messed up your latte, start with forgiveness for her. You know what I mean? Think about how many bitchy people that she had, he or she's had coming up with 15 million things that they want done to their latte. They may have been up since three o'clock in the morning because they had to open the doors at 5 a.m. You come in at eight o'clock. They've already been at it for five hours. You know, start with forgiving them. Maybe your waiter messed up your lunch, messed up your order at lunch. Forgive them. That's, that's something simple. You know what I mean? Because in the grand scheme of things, did what they do really, really affect you? Affect your life in such a way that it's life altering? No. That person that cuts you off in traffic, they're just having a bad day, just like you. Give them a little grace. Give them a little forgiveness. Send them a little positive energy. And keep it moving. Because like I said, at the end of the day, in the grand scheme of things, those little things don't even matter. And so holding on to that resentment, that anger, that frustration that you're getting is just going to manifest more things into your life to be frustrated, angry, and bitter about. So I want to help change your focus and focus on what it is that you want. By forgiving these people, you're letting yourself off the hook. Because that barista, she didn't know she pissed you off unless you acted a donkey and then she knows. But five minutes from now, she's not going to care. That person that cut you off in traffic, they probably, they didn't give a second thought to it or they wouldn't have cut you off. You're all pissed off because they cut you off and they don't even care. They're going on about their day. So who is it hurting? It's hurting you, not them. Let it go. Those are going to be the easy people to forgive. Me personally, I do some advanced forgiveness techniques that I do through meditation. Um, that's going to be, like I said, I'm going I'm to have to do a whole podcast on just forgiveness and meditation or one on meditation and then one forgiveness in meditation and uh, do it all, all consecutively so that you can get it. Um, and, uh, 
that way you can, you know, take your notes and do the practice. And, you know, I really love to hear from you guys and, um, you know, send me a note. My link to my Facebook is in on my profile here. Uh, shoot me a message and let me know what you think about the forgiveness, what your struggle with it is. Um, how can I help you take this to the next level? Uh, I really can tell you that forgiveness is the key to your future. The other F word. <laughs> forgiveness is the key to your future. And you can do it. You may not feel it right now. May not feel like you have the strength, but I promise you, it's a little bit of focus, you can get there. A little bit of practice, you can get there. A little bit of faith, you can get there. So, um, love you guys to the moon. I just checked out my my stats, and uh, I'm just amazed that you guys show up every week to listen to my podcast, man. Like this is new to me. I've not, I've not even been doing this for a whole 30 days. And the fact that I have 230 listens as of this evening, right before I started this podcast is absolutely freaking phenomenal to me. Like I am just so thankful and grateful for you guys. I, I, I just love you to the moon and I appreciate you so much. Um, if there is a subject or something that you would like to talk about uh, or want me to talk about or like to hear more about, I would love to hear from you and and put that on my list of things to do. So uh, I hope you have the most amazing day. Magnificent Monday is right on deck. I'm going to uh, publish this podcast tonight so you guys can have it first thing in the morning. And then uh, Terrific Tuesday right behind that, Transformation Tuesday, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I know the holidays are coming up and sometimes it's kind of stressful when it's going on there. We're going to, we're going to work on that too. All right. So, uh, love you guys to the moon. Hope you have a magnificent day and I look forward to talking to you guys next week. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.